0: Hello and welcome. This is reading 12, and it is Good Friday, and this will be the final reading leading up to Easter Sunday. And this has been a really neat time, um, and I'm just excited to read this story tonight just because of the simplicity of it. I'm going to read a story from actually our children's Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd Jones. Partly just because it is such a beautiful beautiful story that's put in really simple terms for children. But uh, also, the other day, you know, leading up to Easter, we always take time to kind of focus on, you know, Jesus's life and uh, his death on the cross and resurrection with our kids and go through all that as tradition. And the other day when we read this story, to our older kids, Whitaker and Elliot, it really it really resonated with them and they've heard this story before, you know, they've heard it many times, but as they've now gotten a little bit older and can understand and comprehend things a little better, they just it really stuck with them and they couldn't even understand why Jesus would go through so much and, and choose to die and suffer for our sins. And you can tell it really it struck them um, and, and on, on a really deep level to where they both were, had lots of questions, but they're in a very sincere and genuine way. And it was very neat to be a part of that. And through that, both of them actually asked to pray with, with Lou and I to accept Jesus into their hearts, which was a really cool moment as a family, just for them to make a connection spiritually with Jesus and what he did for us on the cross and, you know, they've heard the story of Easter. They've heard the story of Jesus dying on the cross before. They've grown up around it. But now, this year, I feel like for probably the first time, they really genuinely like felt the weight of Jesus being separated from his father and choosing to die for our sins on the cross willfully. And so I'm going to read this story. Um, this was what we read to our kids out of the Jesus Storybook Bible. So here we go. It's titled... The sun stopped shining. The crucifixion from Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 19. So you're a king, are you? The Roman soldiers jeered. Then you'll need a crown and a robe. They gave Jesus a crown made out of thorns and put a purple robe on him and pretended to bow down to him. Your majesty, they said. Then they whipped him and spat on him. They didn't understand that this was the prince of life, the king of heaven and earth, who had come to rescue them. The soldiers made him a sign, our king, and nailed it to the wooden cross. They walked up a hill outside the city. Jesus carried the cross on his back. Jesus had never done anything wrong, but they were going to kill him the way criminals were killed. They'd nailed Jesus to the cross, Father, forgive them, Jesus gasped. They don't understand what they're doing. You say you've come to rescue us, people shouted, but you can't even rescue yourself. But they were wrong. Jesus could have rescued himself. A legion of angels would have flown to his side if he called. If you were really the son of God, you would just climb down off that cross, they said. And of course they were right. Jesus could have just climbed down. Actually, he could have just said a word and made it all stop, like when he healed that little girl and stilled the storm and fed 5,000 people. But Jesus stayed. You see, they didn't understand. It wasn't the nails that kept Jesus there, it was love. Papa, Jesus cried, frantically searching the sky. Papa, where are you? Don't leave me. And for the first time and the last, When he spoke, nothing happened. Just a horrible, endless silence. God didn't answer. He turned away from his boy. Tears rolled down Jesus' face, the face of the one who would wipe away every tear from every eye. Even though it was midday, a dreadful darkness covered the face of the world. The sun could not shine, the earth trembled and quaked, the great mountains shook. Rocks split in two until it seemed that the whole world would break. The creation itself would tear apart. The full force of the storm of God's fierce anger at sin was coming down on his own son instead of his people. It was the only way God could destroy sin and not destroy his children whose hearts were filled with sin. Then Jesus shouted out in a loud voice, It is finished! And it was. He had done it. Jesus had rescued the whole world. Father, Jesus cried, I give you my life. And with a great sigh, he let himself die. Strange clouds and shadows filled the sky. Purple, orange, black, like a bruise. Jesus' friends gently carried Jesus. They laid Jesus in a new tomb and carved out of rock. How could Jesus die? What had gone wrong? What did it mean? They didn't know anything more. Except they did know their hearts were breaking. That's the end of Jesus, the leader said. But just to be sure, they sent strong soldiers to guard the tomb. They hauled a huge stone in front of the door to the tomb so that no one could get in or out. Jesus' friends were sad. They would never see their best friend again. How could this happen? Wasn't Jesus the rescuer? The king God had promised? It wasn't supposed to end like this. Yes, but whoever said anything about the end? Just before sunrise, on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it, and waited. At the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and other women headed to the tomb to wash Jesus' body. The early morning sun slanted through the ancient olive trees. Drops of dew glittered on leaves and grasses. Little tears everywhere. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path, through the olive groves until they reached the tomb and immediately noticed something odd. It was wide open. They peered through the opening into the dark tomb. But wait, Jesus' body was gone. And something else, a shining man was there, with clothes made from lightning. Don't be scared, the angel said. But they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. The angel asked them, What are you doing here? This is the tomb and tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt, and the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a nightmare. The other women rushed home, but Mary stayed behind. How could it be true? Jesus was definitely dead. How could he be alive? Just then Mary heard someone else in the garden. Perhaps it's a gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. I don't know where he is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right. Jesus knew where she was and he found her. Mary. Only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart thumping. She turned around. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming. But she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing. Jesus! Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs took her whole body. And all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold me. Hold on to me later. Jesus said gently, and always be close to me. But now go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear fresh air and it seemed to her that morning as she ran almost as if the whole world had been made anew almost as if the whole world was singing for joy the trees tiny sounds in the grass the birds her heart was god really making everything sad come untrue was he making even death come untrue she couldn't wait to tell jesus's friends they won't believe it she laughed he was right, of course.